Oh, actually, I'm not. Okay, stream resumed. That looks good. Bear with us here. We're making sure that this is all working here because we're going to broadcast a Periscope as well. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Apparently, you have to put in like a a title. Sweet. All right. Start broadcast. Let's see what happens. Okay. I think we should be live on both. I don't know. Someone can check the Periscope. That would be fantastic. But I know we're live on YouTube because I can see us. So let me just get into the introductions. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Four Guys of Quotas podcast. This is episode number 183 for September 27, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Inferno217. And as always, we're joined again by these two uh, these two jamokes that have been been with this podcast for its entirety but one who has made numerous appearances actually to be exact 183 straight appearances it's zbci assassin what's going on hi and last but not least we have again no face cam but the voice of an angel we've got clowns what's going on oh what's up internet peoples how's it going this week going well then i'm sick i've got this uh i've got my i don't know if i can get it on here the elgato stream deck right here ready to mute myself if i get into a little bit of a coughing fit you guys are gonna have to just jump on that conversation oh yeah look at this huh how do i see the periscope chat though i feel like i'm not gonna see the chat this is gonna be very experimental this week with periscope but we are indeed live on both youtube and periscope for this for this episode, we're gonna see how that works out. Um, but yeah, this week we got, got got a few topics, got a few nice nuggets, got got some got some interesting and and perhaps uh, divisive opinions here about about a few things. First and foremost, we're gonna talk about, of course, the release of Forza Horizon Four, and it's coming up tomorrow. But we got ourselves an early copy, courtesy the good folks over at Microsoft to review since, you know, we are in fact influencers. So thought we'd, uh, you know, thought we'd get our, get our feet wet here and in place of Forza Horizon. We're going to get these guys to give their opinions on that one since they've played a shit ton of it. Um, also we'll talk about, um, of course, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, how that's doing review wise. Assassin's completed it. So, um, you know, we'll get his opinions on that and, uh, especially, in relation to some of the reviews that have come out. Also talk about, uh, of course, the development of Sony allowing cross-play finally on their platform for Fortnite only so far, and they're calling it quote-unquote beta. So we'll delve into that, see what that means and how that's going to affect other players in the game, such as Nintendo and Microsoft, of course. PC, they don't have to worry about this console shenanigans. They're just wide open over there on PC, of course. Uh, PC Master Race, right? Um, and yeah, we'll get into a little bit of uh, the PlayStation Classic. That was announced I think a little over a week ago at this point. We didn't have a podcast last week because I was sick, but 
Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. And, of course, we will also touch on some rumors that Nintendo's going to put out the N64 Classic this year as well to take on Sony directly. All right. Let's, uh, you know, before we get going on these topics, just want to go ahead and shout out the Inner Circle Network. We are one of their affiliate podcasts. Appreciate them taking us on as an affiliate. And, of course, um, check out their link below in the description on YouTube for some more information on that network. Um, quite a few good affiliate podcasts, quite a few partnered podcasts that they have on their site. And uh, it's not just games, you know, it's all kind of nerd stuff, of course. So um, comics included, you know, a little bit of everything. So, um, yeah, just, you know, hit them up. Say hi. Tell them you watch four guys, and I'm sure they'll appreciate that. All right, right, right out of the gate, guys. Right out of the gate, we're gonna talk about this because I know a lot of people have been anticipating this game. Ultimate Edition buyers can uh, play starting tomorrow. Um, but we got a copy earlier this week, I think, and you guys have just been playing the hell out of it, streaming a little bit, talking about the game. Uh, you know, doing your due diligence, and um, I kind of let you guys take over at this point because it, you know I really have nothing to offer. I played the I played a little bit of the demo, love how it looked, but of course you know it's just a demo. You know, um, don't really get into the meat and potatoes of it. But you know, there's a little bit to talk about here. You know, also you know the general the general impressions of the game, but also some things that are going on over at Mixer to gain some XP and other things. So just gonna open it right up and. Uh, let you guys go with it. So whichever one of you guys wants to take it away, go ahead. Well, um, go ahead, Hans. Go ahead. First, I was going to say to the six viewers in the uh, Twitter chat, since it's new for us, welcome. We appreciate it. We appreciate you watching. Um, four is a four, man. Horizon four. Love it. Uh, it blew my expectations away. Like I didn't think it was going to do anything great or exceptional compared to Forza Horizon 3, I thought, like, the bar has already been met, but into the game, and I started playing it, and I saw the seasons change, I saw how long the tutorial was, and I saw how much stuff there is to do. How can they always seem to improve on the Horizon series, and they did it in this one. Uh, it's exceptional. You got Mixer influence, you got influence for streaming, watching, amazing stuff right there. You could buy houses in this one, um, and when you buy oh, those houses, you get saw how much stuff like maybe like an avatar, some extra credit, sometimes a wheel spin, things like that. Dude, Inferno! I I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm in love with the game. Put at least maybe a good five six hours in so far. Assassin has way more than me. I give it like already a ten out of a ten. That guy, I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll get into that that mixer thing that you talked about a little bit earlier in just in just a bit because I think our opinions are going to differ on that. Now, I mean, we'll we'll get into the details of that in a little bit, and and uh, specifically how you can earn experience uh, influence points by viewing and streaming, and how that differs in a bit. But um, yeah, man, from everything I've seen from from your streams, you guys streaming, and from uh, you know, everything I'm hearing from our friends that also got copies that have their YouTube channels and 
are tagged as influencers, if you will. Um, you know, every everything I've seen has been has been extremely positive. You know, best racer to date kind of stuff. Um, incredible graphics, no matter what you're playing on. Uh, I think Digital Foundry did a video showed off. You know, comparisons from to X to base hardware and also uh, to the newly introduced 60 frames per second mode. If you're on X, so. Um, and of course, PC players get the you know the best of both, right? They get the high performance and the high frame rate. So, um, and the cross playability too, right? Cross buy, cross play. It's play anywhere title. So, um, nice clowns, nice, good, good overview there. Uh, Sasson, what do you what do you got to say about it? I know you've put in like thousand hours already, even though there haven't been a thousand hours since you've gotten it. But somehow, the man, the myth, the legend does it and is able to provide some good feedback. So, let us know, man. What do you think? Uh, well, excuse my language, what I'm about to say, but I think Forza Horizon 4 is fucking perfect. It has, um, a little of everything, like, you know, that, it, you know, expanding the other games. So, like, the you know, if you love drifting, there, there's, like, a whole, like, leveling system for that. You know, Mixer, as much as that's stupid, they have a whole leveling system for that. Like, just a level system for everything just makes, you know, it you know, adds more gameplay to the thing, you know, to the entire game. You know, it's it just, it, it's nice. Uh, the the graphics, you know, are just phenomenal. Um, I don't usually, I'm not usually that guy who takes pictures of things. Like, I let everyone else do that. But, you know, I, I just find myself going to, like, this waterfall or these, you know, these bunch of, like, trees and, you know, this field or whatever in the middle of autumn is just, it's breathtaking. It's it, it's just insane of what we can see in this game. Um, you know, just the detail, like on the on, in autumn, because we've been playing in autumn uh, for this week. It just turned uh, summer actually this morning. Um, just seeing all those leaves on the grounds, you know, of different colors, and you know, driving through them and seeing them float in the air. You know, when you drive past them or having them fall down in your car is just it's just like I said, breathtaking. It's I, I there's just no words of you know besides what I've just said that I can explain without you know you actually being in the game. Um, the the races are just are just so much better. Like Forza Horizon Two had some really great cross country, and then they toned that down for Forza Horizon Three, and then they they took those races and I think turned the dial to like eleven. That they're just so to good. eleven. All right. So what were they at before? You turn the dial to eleven. What were they at? Like a seven then? Like so, like Forza Horizon Two. I would say like an eight. Okay, and then three. It went down to like a like a three. Like they were just awful. Like there was hardly any, you know. And the ones that they were, they were they were all right. They felt like they were just there. And now here, like you have your own series of cross country races, and they're just amazing. The the um the big uh the Goliath race whatever for cross country is just probably the best cross country race I've ever experienced. Um a lot of the street races are just enjoyable. Uh, the circuit races I'm not a huge, you know, fan of um in my games like this, but a lot of them, especially like the dirt ones, are very good. Um same thing with the cross country ones. Um what else? The 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 amount of cars there are, there, there's, you know, there's a car for everyone. 
I just unlocked a car that literally is the size of just one person. One person can only sit in it. I, I think that is just so cool to see that that car in a mix of you know a bunch of these huge trucks or sports cars or whatnot. Um, the the Forzathon that goes on the public event. It's nice to see like these huge group of cars and or racers come together to do these events that, you know, if there's danger signs or drift, you know, just seeing everyone just drift around corners or do the speed traps is just awesome to see. Um, the, the, the weekly events that they're going to have where um, you can, they start day one where, like in summer, for instance, they have like uh, a 007 Skyfall event racing a James Bond car you know there's some speed traps and some co-op events and you get rewards based on the difficulty tiers you do like it, it's just there's so much to do and it's so much fun yeah you know some people I've seen some arguments online that people would make and say that you know it's way too similar to the old games you know like as if that's a bad thing I think the old you know especially Forza Horizon 3 I think was you know, insanely good. I thought that maybe it couldn't be it, it couldn't be matched. You know, I just thought that Forza Horizon Three was the pinnacle of it, and then they introduced the season aspect and uh, you know getting the live people on in your uh, in your free roam. You know, instead of uh, you know driver tires and stuff, getting all that kind of stuff ironed out. I thought that now I'm now I'm saying to myself, now this is the version that they can't beat. You know, what are they going to do to beat this even? And I'm excited to see what they're going to do after this. But, um, you know, I, I, see, I see people saying, oh, it's just the same damn thing. It's the same damn thing, you know. But, um, you know, from hearing you guys and hearing some other people that have played the game already, I feel like that couldn't even – that's not even true, you know. There's so much more variation, especially in changing the scenery and, and you know, like you said, like some of the cross-country races are just – turn the dial up a little bit and and um the complexity is up a little bit like i think that you know changing seasons with a dlc felt so appropriate it felt like a great dlc right we got blizzard mountain in the last game and now you know this game has four seasons it's like it's like adding it feels like so much more content it feels like so much more to do even though it's really you know more of the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it, it's just so nice with the the seasons. Like we said, that it changes things. Like, for instance, we we've done a race, clowns and I it was cross country race. It part of it took place in um, a river by like a waterfall, and like just imagining what it would be like in winter because we played in autumn, where you know there's there's a bunch of water, it's raining, and then when it hits winter, like all that's just ice. Just imagining like what it would feel like having you know all the dirt roads be you know, packed with snow, having the water turn ice, or even just in like summer where some of the creeks are, you know, have less water. You know how that would you know turn the the tide of the race compared to you know in spring when there's like more water. Yeah, so that that's a good point. That's a good point because you know I made this little slide that says. You know, changing seasons is a game changing as a purely cosmetic. I think if there's any game, if there's any racing game, well, from what I've heard, you know, I haven't really played. I played a little bit of the demo. You, you get little, you know, bits and pieces of all the seasons in the demo. It's a good demo. 
you know, I'm not going to lie, but it made me itch for the game even more, which is obviously the goal. But now that you guys have played it, you know, wouldn't you say or would you say that compared to other races that you've seen that have had seasons or changing atmospheres, changing climates, changing weather variables, would you say that this is like the best implementation of it, the most game changing or are there a lot of parts where you'll just drive by and you'll be like oh it's nice the leaves are falling but it's really not changing anything about the game it it, it definitely changes like compared Absolutely. to like yeah like 100% like like if it wasn't fall like right now if it was fall in the game and there's a bunch of leaves on the road like it would be slippery at that part but like in summer you do the same race you could just buy, you know drive right past it and be like oh okay you know no slipperiness you know or, you know, the water, because when you go through a huge, like, you know, puddle or, you know, stream or whatever, you slow down. Like, you kind of have to be aware of that. And you go, you know, a different season, and it could be ice. And you take it, you know, you, have, you would hit, like, if it's a, a, a tr- you know, really hard turn and it's ice, you're, you're going to slip, you know, because ice is slippery compared to, you know, summer where you can just Are you sure? drive right past. I- Ice is slippery. Are you are you certain about that? I mean, I know I, you don't I drive. Mean, I, in I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I feel like I fell enough times on ice to maybe have a small idea that ice is ice is slippery. Brutal, brutal. So I want to touch on that. Yeah, um, as far as the seasons change stuff, yeah, it, it makes a big difference in the game. Not only how you drive, but the other driver cars drive as well. Uh, sometimes you'll actually see them slipping off the road, depending on what your expert level is on the driver tires. Um, when it's winter, the lakes can be iced over, and you could drive across them. The thing too is like when it's fall and it's it's autumn, and the leaves are on the ground, you're driving like on let's say like a muddy road, right? You can actually hear the like the mud chips and the leaves hit the bottom of the car. Like the sound is dead on. I actually heard leaves hitting the bottom of my car. Yeah, yeah, that's the sound. Sound and the dirt racing is just top notch. See, that's something that I didn't even consider either. That I wasn't even prepared to talk about for this podcast is that now I feel like you know I use a gaming headset. You know, when I play on Xbox, I use um, you know I'm using Astro 40s lately. If I'm playing on my PC, I'm using you know a nice pair of Sennheisers, and you know I feel like I'm getting the whole atmosphere and stuff. And, you know, in the demo, I feel like you don't even notice that too much because, you know, you're really concentrating on that race. You're concentrating on getting through, you know, each of the seasons one after another after another or whatever. You know, you're kind of progressing through the race and expecting the change instead of driving through an entire course with with that season, you know. Um, And so... um, it's it's like you don't even appreciate stuff like that now that you guys have the full game. You guys are you guys are appreciating that a lot more. I feel. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, Clowns's mic is not cut. Clowns, speak again. Say something. Hey. No, no, he's fine. He sounds fine to me. Sounds good. I just want to make sure. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, Another thing, too, that a lot that's been coming up with this topic is should people buy the Ultimate Edition? Um, and there's been some people upset, you know, that press people got it a little bit early to do reviews and such. But I'm going to tell you this. The Ultimate Edition not only, not only gives you the retail date early, 
but you get the you get expansion packs, you get the James Bond stuff, you get outfits for your avatar. I mean, there's there's bonuses to this, and yeah, maybe you could buy some of the stuff later on. You want to take that risk if you're a huge Forza fan. What if you don't get the James Bond cards later on or something? Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, if if anything, the Ultimate Edition of Forza Horizon games has gotten a terrible rap, right? Because usually they haven't included everything. You buy something that's called the Ultimate. We've talked about this in the podcast for both of the prior games on Xbox One, I feel, is that you buy the Ultimate Edition and you expect everything. It's called the Ultimate Edition for a reason. And now you're, you know, you're buying the Ultimate Edition now. If you have, you know, Best Buy Games Club Unlocked, you're getting it for 80 bucks. If you're buying it on the Xbox Store, maybe you got some, you know, got a good deal on it. You know, eBay right now, but for, you know, for those who care about this kind of thing, eBay has a 15% off the entire uh, site deal going right now. You can buy some credit. There you go. There's $15 off of the Ultimate Edition. You're getting it for 85 bucks, And you get in the game. You're getting all that stuff that Clowns was talking about. And you get, most importantly, all the DLC. You're getting everything this time. Well, and, technically, not to be that guy, but I mean, you're not really getting everything. You're getting 99% of everything. On day one, there's going to be a treasure map. I mean, no one cares about that, but... Woo, wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm just throwing that out just as you know, someone's like, well, you don't get everything. You don't get the treasure map. Like, I stand corrected. I mean, if if you want to put it on easy mode, then yes, get the treasure map. I think it's going to be like a buck, buck or two. But, I mean, still, you get everything that matters. Right. Yep, we're getting that treasure map, Assassin. Nice. Treasure maps. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Gonna be, I'm marking everything, bro. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, so Daz is saying it perfectly in the chat right now, in the YouTube chat. Daz is saying, you know, Forza Horizon 3 was not so ultimate, so they think they learned. I mean, none of their ultimate editions have been really ultimate. I mean, it's like they got so much negative press for that last year, and rightfully so, because you call it an ultimate edition, you expect everything. You don't expect to pay more and more and more for stuff that you have seen other games with ultimate editions include. I mean... The VIP, you know, is cool, but it's not worth as much as they thought it was worth. It really isn't. And it's even more worthless this time around because of this mixer thing we're about to talk about. Um, you know, people care about the cars and they care about the maps or the expansions. You know, Blizzard Mountain, Hot Wheels. They care about stuff like that. They're not ex- People don't want to pay extra for that if they're already paying $100 for the game. It's not a good value proposition. And the cars, yeah, they're important. You got a lot of cars in the past Ultimate Editions. That's fine, whatever. But sometimes, you know, people will get attached to a car and they'll just keep racing it. You know, it's not like it's not it's not like people are using. You know, it's cool to have like three hundred plus cars in your game, but people aren't dabbling with three hundred plus cars while they play. I mean, people get attached to a certain make, you know, um, certain model, and they'll change model years or whatever. But they're not gonna. You know, I would be shocked to find out if anybody that raced online or anybody that took their standing in, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like time attacks, time trials, or like what Daz organizes. Um, oh, um, my phone is ringing. Um, you know, for the Forza clubs, for the weekly challenges and stuff, it it it's not like people are racing at 100 cars. It's People get attached to one kind of thing, so... Um, 
But anyway, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about this mixer thing real quick. And you guys, I, I want you guys to give your your thoughts on it first, so I can call my dad back really quick. Um, but um, tell me, what do you guys think about this? Because you can earn, you know, five hundred. I think it's five hundred influence um, for every what is it for every minute watched or five minutes? What what are the numbers? I can't yeah, remember the numbers. Five. For every, every five, five minutes, you get something. You get five hundred influence, and for every two minutes of streaming, you get five hundred influence. And this stuff can directly relate to unlocks in the game, to wheel spins, to ranking up, to availability of races and stuff. So it really does affect your gameplay, as far as I understand. Maybe you guys can give some more uh, input on that. Well, so the the influencers. Uh, um that you get from Mixer don't actually add races. You have to, you know, race, you know, a dirt series race to unlock more dirt series races. But having just to sit on your computer or have it on your phone or Xbox and then just go watch, like, Lord of the Rings, extended editions, all of them, and then come back and you have, like, you know, so much XP just given to you is stupid. Like, if it didn't work towards your player, just the mixer level, that'd be fine. Like, you have mixer-related things. Like, you can get mixer t-shirts and you know, a bunch of just mix, a bunch of mixer things. Like, that'd be fine. But having it go towards your actual player rank is stupid. Because, like, let's just say Inferno starts the game and sees, like, a rank 500. Like, do you, uh, do you know if he actually is good at the game because he, or maybe decent at the game because he's actually played it? Or is he just sat there with his computer on while he goes to work or, you know, what, whatever that, that person does, and he's ready to rank 500. Like, that, that's just stupid. He has all these wheel spins, all these... Yeah, I think you just get wheel spins for your player level, but it, it's, it's stupid. Oh, yeah. It is amazing, Assassin. Let me tell yeah, you the flip you side. Just, you can just sit there and then level up and be Wait, like, I'm Assassin's been in, you know, been in the game working his butt off, trying to get that level up, and you know, unlock cars, wheel spins, and I just, you know, I'm one of those guys now where I don't have the amount of time to put into game as I used to, unfortunately, right now. So maybe I get like three hours a day in, or maybe two hours a day, maybe four some days. But I can always open up my trusty mixer, see, find that guy. His, I think his name was Let's Look. That was streaming like the demo intro screen for 216 hours straight. And you just sat there and you talked to your buddies in the mixer chat. You got a good community going, drank some coffee, be at work, whatever you're doing. You're just talking to these guys and you're earning XP. Come back to the game when you get home, you load it up. You got like maybe four wheel spins going already. Uh, super wheel spins are there. Your player rank jumped from like 18 to like 20 something. I'm like, I think I'm like 59 now. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's I'm enjoying it, man. Like, this, I think it takes away for people who cannot be at the game as much as Assassin I normally would be. Um, so it helps guys out, maybe like you know, Inferno that's got to work every day. It would help him out a little bit if he went into the stream maybe for an hour or two. Because I think right now the way that they're doing it is 500 XP every five minutes for for watching, 500 XP every two minutes for streaming. Uh, according to some of the documents I've seen, it's capped at 6,000 per hour for the watching and 15,000 per hour for the streamers. So 
uh, I left my PC on all day, and I earned like two hundred thousand XP or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Mixer had a problem this morning and logged everybody out, and it reset all my XP. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe they got stuff in place to to backtrack, but I, I mean, it definitely helped me. You know, I'm not as as, as high up as Assassin is, but I'm just very close. And I haven't had as much time to put into the game as he has. Yeah. Honestly, like, there are a lot of benefits to doing this on both sides. I think that Microsoft is actually gaining a little bit more than players are gaining because, you know, this is obviously going to boost their numbers. I think that, um, I think that Microsoft is getting, is going to get some inflated, uh, investments kind of, uh, presentations that they can, Proposed to investors in terms of the popularity of the platform because obviously we know Mixer is not quite as good as uh, or not as good. I shouldn't say not as good because sometimes Mixer has huge advantages in certain aspects. But obviously, you know, they came to the game very late, so not quite as popular as Twitch. But they're looking to make their mark. They're looking to you know increase their user base, and I think this is a way to get people to do it if they know that they can rank up or get really meaningful in-game rewards. Like, for instance, you know, I've heard people say, and I kind of agree, that if you were to have this just unlock cars, like, that would be better. You know, let people unlock cars like this or special, um, like, liveries or whatever. I guess there are dances in the game now, so, like, stupid stuff like that. If you get, if you get unlock, you know... If you unlock stuff like that, it, w- it would be better. A lot of people are just hung up on the fact that you can just get XP and rank up and, and look like that you've, you know... Obviously, people look at rank. I mean, it's right there in front of you when you join online lobbies and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, the problem is, is that that's not going to boost numbers enough. Like, people don't give enough of a shit of that stuff. It, you know, people love XP. People love rank. I mean, that's why people play, like... COD games religiously, they want to get that next prestige, they want to do, you know what I mean they they want to get to that next rank and that's they knew that that was like the metaphorical crack for people to get them to stream more, to get them to view more, you know, on Mixer specifically like this doesn't work if you do it on Twitch you know that, um, before I forget but you make some very good points um, one of them I want to go back to is that it gives people an incentive and absolutely because in that guy's chat on Mixer that let's look guy that's been streaming it for so many hours there's people in the chat maybe like 40 or 50 people that I've seen different people that were like oh yeah I'm not sure if I'm going to get Forza um, I don't know I'm on the fence about it I was going to game pass it and that let's look dude and his moderator were like xp is just sitting here you know uh, why not get the game and enjoy it bud and these people went on amazon and went to gamestop.com and other sites and they pre-ordered the ultimate edition just to get early access so they can unlock that xp and they were on the fence about this game that's how convinced some of these people were because of that mixer influence thing so i think uh marketing and mixer and the devs have an interesting idea I think it is going to push some sales. It's going to influence it. It's going to get the numbers up. And some of these streams is going to make Forza than it normally would have been. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you there for sure. Yeah, and also that's that's a nice little point you made about the purchasing of the game because Mixer, as we know and have covered in this podcast, Mixer 
has the ability now for partners to have the game as purchasable through the Mixer page directly, and it adds to your Microsoft account without you even leaving the window. So that is another reason. So like you said, clowns, people that are in that chat being like, oh, you know, I want to get in on some of this. I want to, you know, I'm earning these points. I want to get in. I want to I get this game, you know, whatever. They're able to just buy it right from the person's page. So that helps the streamer, but it also helps – um, you know, it also helps Microsoft significantly. So, um, you know, jury's out on the assassin. Do you have anything to say about kind of what we've been talking about? I still just want to say it should not affect player level. Like mixer level, fine, whatever. They have like a billion mixer levels. They have, you know, stuff come out of it. Wheel spins, whatever, but it should stay. Your player levels should not be offended. Yeah, it's 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 the really the play level sticking point, you know. It's like I can't even think of another game that's done something like this. Um but, you know, I feel like a lot of games these days they'll come out with like a really controversial policy. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, you know, most or not most recently, but pretty recently with Battlefront, you know, with the with the microtransactions and stuff like i feel like every trendy game recently is just in every like you know well-received game has something that's just nagging it and i feel like this is going to turn into that thing because otherwise i think forza you know let the people bitch about it being the same as it always has been like i don't think that's a really fair argument because you're buying the game because it is the same you're buying the game because you like the previous one or because you like racing games like you want it to be a racing game it's not like you know, you're a fan of racers, you buy Forza Horizon 4 and expect Mario Kart, you know, or Mario, you know, Super Mario Brothers 3 or something, like, you're expecting a racing game. So I don't, I, that argument I don't really like. I, I don't like people coming up with that, because th- the reason you're, you want it is because it's more of the same. But, you know, I feel like people are going to bitch about this mixer thing, and I feel like people have good points about it. Um, but I feel like there's an argument the other way, too. It's just, man, that, that, that player XP thing. It's going to just rub people the wrong way. Like, even if you just gave wheel spins without player XP, I know that's not how it works. Obviously, that's the dynamic. But, um, like, what would you think of that, Assassin, if you just gave wheel spins without player XP? If well, that were possible. Get, uh, with uh, the mixer levels or whatnot, you can earn wheel spins from just leveling up. Like, you can earn super wheel spins, uh, which I don't think super wheel spins should be part of mixer. Um, super wheel spins, if no one knows, is just a normal wheel spin, but instead of getting one thing, you get three things. Um, and I think the rewards are a little bit better. Um, so Great. I, I love those super wheel spins, but the the normal wheel spins, sure, whatever. Like, because you can get a bunch of, you know, crap or a really good thing. But, you know, it's, those should just be in there just to be there, you know? Cause yeah. A lot of those levels have just a random real spin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If you, you know, if people that are watching this either live or, um, you know, afterwards, and if you have a suggestion to, um, you know, to fix this kind of thing, let us know, you know, Twitter, you in the comments, you know, hit us up anywhere um, and let us know what you guys think of this kind of thing. Because I think this is, I think this is that nagging thing that people are just going to find a way to bitch about because I think... It, obviously, it's not going to end. Obviously, it's just going to get worse when everybody has access to the game. So, um, like Assassin said, and I agree with 
you're going to see people online that have high, way higher ranks than you, and you're going to wonder if that rank is legitimate or not. I mean, you're going to find out when you smoke their ass out in the court, out in the track. But um, you know, some of these some of these high levels in Forza you really respect. Like when I play online in Forza Horizon Three, and I see somebody like in the 800s and 700s, I'm just like. You know, man, that guy played a ton. That guy deserves my respect out there, you know. But um, now I don't know how I'm going to view it. But, all right, anything else about uh, Forza before we kind of move on here? Um, Don't sleep on the title if you're, you know, thinking, you know, oh, it's another Forza game. Just give it a chance. It's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I think I haven't checked the Metacritic today, but when I checked it yesterday, it was at 92. It's at 92 currently as well. So, um, very, uh, very, very good score. That's a very good score, and I think that um, it deserves it deserves a lot of praise for, for what it is. I mean, all those games have just been excellent. And like I said, with, the, with Forza Horizon 3, it's like, where can they go from here? I feel like... I'm going to play Forza Horizon 4. I love it. I think it's the best one ever. And I'm going to be like, where are they going to go from here? And it just makes me even more anxious for the next one. Anticipate the next one even more, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Forza. So everyone who's able to play it either tonight or uh, tomorrow with the Ultimate Edition or next week with Game Pass or if you just bought the Standard Edition or the Deluxe, you know, um, let us know what you guys think. All right, real quick, we're going to talk about this because I don't have this. I haven't played it. Um, I do want to get it, um, you know, in the future. Just I know that I'm not going to play it right away, so I might as well not spend the uh, the money on it at this point in time. But Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out, um, and it is uh, getting received pretty well. It's got an 83 on Metacritic. And, um, you know, there have been some reviews that were pretty bad, um, and I, I'm not sure – how legitimate those reviews are and some reviews that are like exceptionally good that I don't know how legitimate they are. You know, this is kind of like where I expected this game to be just from the stuff we've seen, the footage we've seen, the the setting of it, how similar it is to the prior games, that kind of thing. Um, I kind of expected it in the 85 range, but um, Assassin's beaten the game. So Assassin, what do you, what do you think? Is this the best entry so far or is it just kind of mediocre? I think it was the best entry out of the the three games that you know are out. Um, I like that it took like a darker tone to the the game, like um, like the music feels a little bit more darker, and the areas, you know, so not really jump scares, but I, I think they try to you know scare you a little bit in some places, and it has that kind of feeling. Um, I like that the the tombs. Some of the tombs are really good, and then some of them were extremely stupid. Um, I mean, stupid, like, extremely easy and kind of a waste of time because they're supposed to be challenging, and they advertise them as challenging, and I walked in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go here, 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 done. I'm like, great. Like, thanks for the challenge. And then some of them, like, excuse me? Like, how's this, how's this fair? Like, and then I'm like, oh, okay. Um but um, there was side missions in the game that were you had to go talk to some people. I thought that was extremely stupid. 
I did not care for that. I wish it, the game took more, or the series in general, I, th- I wish it took more of an Uncharted, like, where, you know, you didn't have to talk to, like, people. It was just more of a, an adventure game, not a, I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you, and just waste my time. Yeah. Um, the side missions were just extremely stupid. They were a waste of time. They felt like they were there just to be there. Um, the whole, I'm going to sh- put a collectible on every inch of the map is, is just as annoying as is in the past games. I think there's more. Um, same thing with the challenges. There's like so many. So stupid. Um, I end up getting them all. There, there's a glitched achievement right now. Um, it's called Dr. Croft. You have to get all the artifacts. And I 100% the game. Like It says 100% under my save file. And that achievement is stuck at 97%. For some stupid reason, I collected all the artifacts. I don't know. Um, the approach of what they kind of did with Uncharted 4 where there, it was more like climbing and adventure than shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I think I appreciated that more. The shooting mechanics are still awful. Yeah, see, th- um, th- that's that's the thing I'm, I don't like about Rise of the Tomb Raider that I feel like I'm going to really like about this one is that I enjoyed so much more of the traversal in the stealth than I did of like whipping out my AK or my, you know, the grenade launcher or anything like that because I felt like it was just so not rewarding and so like... You know, we've played so many other third-person action shooters that you play this and you're just like, yuck. You know, um, I don't know. I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that that it's more it's more based on kind of like the traversal and stuff. Yeah, uh, the the stealth mechanics um, add a little bit of a nice upgrade where you can put mud on yourself and then uh, like go against a wall that has bushes and you know, stab people in the bushes. I thought that was nice. But I felt like the moment you're in the open, you got spotted, even if they weren't looking at you at times, which I thought that, that was a little annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but else? Oh, the map is just, it's just so bad because the, the game can be, not, you know, very vertical at times. You know, there could be a mountain with different layers. Or, you know, cavern underneath the mountain. And you don't even know. Like, especially with collectibles. Unless you select the collectible, um, you have no clue if it's, like, above you, below you, right next to you. Right. The the skill trees, like, they added so many perks. And I felt like 99% of them were totally useless. Uh, they were there just to be there. Wow, you know, I'm hearing a lot of negative about this. I thought you liked the game a lot. You know? I, I I enjoyed the story. I think that's what truly shined for me was the story. It wasn't like, you know, the world's greatest story. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, but it was it was a good. I th- I thought it was the best Tomb Raider uh, story that they have put out. Um. So I mean, if they kind of fixed stuff that you know was in the past games like the map or the collectibles and just got rid of all those side missions i think it would just it would have been like closer to like an 8.5 than like a seven and a half yeah yeah i like your i like your variation there 8.5 and seven and a half you know one one of them you said 0.5 one of them said half did you catch that 
No. Okay, well, you're a goon. Um, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> wow. I, I mean, Conspiracy right here. I mean, he doesn't get it. <laughs> he doesn't get it. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people being like, yeah, the game is like 25, 30 hours like I put into it and I'm still going. Like, there's a lot of gameplay, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, if those 25 and 30 hours are really like fetch questy or like you know, talking to random NPCs for no reason or searching for collectibles that aren't apparent to be below you or whatnot. I mean, is that really better because it's longer? Like we've had this discussion before on the podcast where does longer game really mean better? And maybe in this case it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Clouds, have you, uh, have you checked this out yet? No, I uh, looked at the install button on it. <laughs> and I installed it. Great that I just don't want to play it because I'm worried it might ruin it for me. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I still got to get through it, to be honest with you, because I, I do hear it's a great game. I just mm-hmm. didn't like the last Tomb Raider. I don't think as well as, as the general public do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got to give it a chance. So, I mean, Assassin, uh, it's only fair that I give it a shot. Yeah. Yep. I mean... I I, the, I don't have it, but the reason I don't have it is, like I said, I know that there's just so much other stuff out there that's going to grab my attention. And I think a lot of people are going to pass on it initially because of that. But, you know, graphically, I've heard it's just super impressive. Um, you know, at times it can be very impressive. But I thought like the first like hour when you're in like this town, I thought it looked like shit. Really? See, yeah. I, well, okay, so everybody that's talked about it being super impressive has been on the or in the jungle part portions. Like I yeah, feel like that's that's when, that's when it looks good, but when you get into it like a town, like yeah. away from all the nice trees and stuff, like oh, it, it literally looks like Rise of the Tomb Raider at you know certain parts. Yeah, and that and that section, you know, that section that uh, had been shown off with her like going through the going down the water, like, uh, not the river, but, like, there was all burning debris in the water, and pe- and people were showing that on Twitter and being like, ew, these mechanics look terrible or whatever, right? Um, it, you know, that didn't look too hot. I'm not going to lie. Like, that kind of made me feel like, wow, this is not looking too good. But, um, you know, then more stuff came out, more gameplay came out about the in the jungle and... Um, in some areas where you're scaling walls and stuff. And I feel like, you know, I'm not worried about the graphics. I think it looks gorgeous and I'm, and I'm glad to play it. I love the Tomb Raider games, but it's not like the clowns has some, what clown says has some validity. It's like after the last game, you know, it's not like the last game was bad, but it's, it's after the last game, you don't get that taste like that you need to play the next one. It's not like last of us where it's like, people have been dying for the next last of us or not like uncharted where people are like dying for the next one. It's like, okay, the next one comes out, I'll check it out. But it's not like rise of the tomb Raider. It was like this transcendent game that made you just die for the next tomb Raider. Like, as a matter of fact, I thought tomb Raider was done after rise of the tomb Raider. Like, I know people are going to be like, Oh, you know, story, blah, blah, blah. And you know, obviously, it's been talked about prior to Shadow of the Tomb Raider being officially launched that it was kind of like a a trilogy, if you will, um, of these new games. But, um, 
I don't know. I I I wouldn't have been upset if Tomb Raider didn't continue. Like it's it's one of those games for me, you know. I so there, oh, oh go ahead, Assassin. Um, no, you I, go ahead. I feel like there will be more Tomb Raiders because I feel like the way that they advertise it, it's like they keep on saying the trilogy that be, you know that started the Tomb Raider or whatever, you know, or Laura Croft. Like just the way that they've been advertising, I feel like they're gonna do a, a few more games. I just I. Because I know with Shadow of the Tumor, I think a different studio made the game compared to the first two. So I have a feeling that, you know, they'll, they'll continue doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, you may be right. You may be right. I mean, 83 on meta and the reception they've gotten so far in terms of purchases um, and, and, the, and the reception they've gotten so far in terms of uh, what people think of the graphics, I think, are enough to keep them going. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, something's going to have to give. And I don't think adding fetch questy stuff or adding things just to prolong the experience with nonsense, um, is, uh, is gonna, is gonna get it done. But, um, Kaibatsu in the thing. Periscope chat, hold on real quick clowns. Cause we got a comment in the Periscope chat finally. Um, Actually, we had one earlier from Anchorman as well, but uh, Kaibatsu saying using new software. No, it's the same software. It's just we're pushing out to multiple platforms tonight. So welcome uh, people watching on Periscope and, of course, our YouTube viewers as well. Uh, let us know. If All they're... hail the lords from the ILP. That's right. That's right. Um, go ahead, clowns. What are you going to say, bud? Um, there's one thing I want to say. It might upset some people. It might not. I mean, but the one thing I'm really tired of every time Tomb Raider comes out, it seems to be that it's a. It, it becomes like almost like a console console war thing, and it really shouldn't be. I mean, Tomb Raider is not tied to Xbox. Tomb Raider has been on PC long before Xbox and PlayStation. It's been on Game Boy Advance. I mean, so it, a lot of people that go out there and defend Tomb Raider as like an Xbox thing. It's really not. It's a multi-plot thing, and it's always been that way. And it was on Sony before Microsoft. So <clears throat> I just wanted to get that out there because I I get really irritated when I see that, and they're like, "Oh, it's Tomb Raider. It's, you know, it should be yeah. it should be a, you know a, a ninety because Tomb Ra- no, it's it's a multi-plot. It's no big deal. Stop the console wars. It's just a game." Yeah, but I feel like people are just saying that because uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was exclusive for almost a year. Yeah, but I mean. I I have no problem with games being exclusive if you know these if if Microsoft or PlayStation have skin in the game like you know it gets a little dicey when you have a multiplats getting you know exclusive DLC for a long period of time but in terms of you know in terms of games being exclusive for a period of time one you know it wouldn't even be a thing if Microsoft didn't help them I don't necessarily have a problem with that but you know it just it just lent to the narrative that clowns is describing with that with that whole uh console wars nonsense like you said and like you elaborated on assassin it's like um it's like you try to get away from it and then something like that happens where rise of the tomb raider might not have even happened if it weren't for microsoft you know and then microsoft yeah. gets it exclusive and then it comes off of PlayStation at that point in time when it came off of PlayStation it was actually the better version because for the pro and you know, there's just a lot of narratives there in terms of console wars and it is getting, disca- it, it's getting, it's getting ridiculous. It really is. But what were you going to say? Get the, you get the love of the comments. Why buy Shadow Tomb Raider and Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out or Spider-Man. 
because you know those games are so similar. All right. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's exactly my point. Like, stop, stop getting all defense in these games. I mean, their games are made by devs. These devs work hard, no matter what system it's for. Mm-hmm. Every dev studio is probably dipped in multiple consoles at this point, or knows somebody that has it. It's not a big deal. They're all friends with each other. They all hang out behind the scenes. Yep. I mean, there's probably like you know photos of uh, Phil and Yoshida like down in sushi together or something. You know, I mean, it's just. It's just getting to a point where it's like, man, these guys are human beings and they interact with a whole bunch of people. It's it's not about one thing over the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm done my rant. It's yeah, I mean, it's it was it was a good rant because I I feel like I feel like this is you know one of those poster child games where people do that and it's not even like they've just started doing that either, which is crazy. Like like you said, it's a multiplayer game. It all it pretty much always has been. I mean, Tomb Raider was out on Saturn, Tomb Raider was out on PlayStation, you know, it th- there were arguments back and forth in terms of Saturn place Saturn and PlayStation back in the day, but not necessarily like Tomb Raider centered. Whereas like Tomb Raider is like one of the poster childs now, childs, children, uh, when it comes to this thing, which is crazy. But we all know the best versions on the X this time around, right boys? Yeah, I'm kidding. Or, or PC. Switch. Switch is the best version. Oh, Switch, <laughs> dude. If they could get a game like this on Switch, that'd be nasty. Um, UK Dazzler says the Saturn was awesome. Yeah, I recently just got a Saturn actually for the first time. I never had a Saturn before. Um, but uh, I recently just got one, and it is awesome. It is indeed awesome. It's expensive to collect for, but it is, um. You know, it's sad that at least in the U.S. I don't know about over uh, in the U.K. or over, actually in Japan. I know it did very well, but over in in the U.K. or other parts of Europe, I'm not sure how it really did. But over here in the U.S., didn't do so hot. You know, only like a couple million units sold, if that. Um, so it's kind of hard to collect for over here, and very pricey to collect for. But um, nonetheless, awesome system. Been playing some Clockwork Knight. If you guys are familiar with that. It's good. It's a good one. It's a good. I mean, it's really childish, but it's a nice little, uh, a nice little side-scrolling platformer. Like it, like a lot. Um, also, you know, virtual fighting games were key on that thing. Um, you know, fighting games were excellent. Any like two D fighting game on that on that platform was just insanely good. Um, and it really was like a launching pad for the home, uh, for the home like arcade market. You know, the Saturn was like the way for Sega to bring arcade classics with close to full fidelity to to the living room. You know, that's where they brought a lot of their stuff that was on their Model 2 units, Model 3 um, arcade systems, and they brought it to the home. I mean, some of it didn't work out too well, like Daytona USA was trash, but um, a lot of other arcade games that came to the home on, on the Saturn were very good and very accurate. So, uh, anyway, enough about that diatribe. Speaking of a little cross-platform, uh, little cross-platform nonsense, right? We've got Sony finally backpedaling a little bit on their cross-platform play. Um, well, what am I calling this? I don't even know what to call. I don't even know how to describe how Sony's been. I don't know if it's selfish. I don't know if it's greedy. I don't know if it's smart business-wise because. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it is a smart decision not to allow crossplay in terms of business. But in this case, I think it was, it was stupid. I think they're finally recognizing it. 
and it looks like you know as of right now you can you know check out uh the open beta if you will of cross-platform play on playstation so it's a huge divergence here for uh sony interactive um entertainment uh so you know let me let me just go to some of the quotes and stuff um so Sony Sony let out this this press release kind of on their website and tweeted it out and it's gotten a ton of traffic of course uh as it should saying that uh Sony Interactive Entertainment has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content and we'll come back to that in a second because they're saying select third-party content obviously it's not for everything so all these Bethesda warriors out there all these people bashing uh Bethesda for not allowing cross-platform on sony um that is not bethesda's fault necessarily so don't you know stop blaming bethesda stop you know shitting on todd howard um that isn't necessarily people don't know enough about this to to shit on bethesda for not allowing fallout 76 to be cross-platform because you know they're doing sony's doing this for fortnite but who's to say that a game like fallout 76 that isn't going to have a tenth of the player base they're going to allow it for so you don't you don't know it just wait you know just wait and see what's going on but um anyway fortnite cross-platform let's see what else they said they said um for see this is they're going back they're going back to what they they're going back to what they they said before because they just talked about this like a month ago when they said that they weren't going to allow cross-platform because they want to deliver the best the best gaming experience to our fans by providing a uniquely PlayStation exclusive experience, which is bullshit, obviously. Um, and so, last thing I'll quote: they say this represents a major policy change in for Sony Interactive Entertainment, and we are now in the planning process across the organization to support this change. We'll update the community once we have more details to share, including more specifics regarding the beta timeframe and what this means for other titles going forward. So they even say it right there. They say that, um, they say that it is not necessarily for every title. They say they're going to work on it and see how it goes. So, you know, all I saw today on Twitter is people bitching about Fallout 76. And it's like, come on, man. Um, Wait, why were they complaining about it? Oh, you didn't see didn't any see of this? this? Yeah, because you've been busy playing time. Forza, you influencer. Um, so what's been happening is is that people are like, oh, Todd Howard, you asshole. You won't allow cross-platform. Sony is finally being a bigger person, and they're allowing it, and you're saying that you're not going to do it. How dare you? Uh, Fallout not being plat- cross-platform. I'm going to boycott it now. Like People are just going crazy because they're not going to like like as if Bethesda can just flip a friggin' switch and allow that to happen. You know what I mean? Fortnite's different because they've already got the they're already established and it wasn't cross-platform to begin with and now you know, they've been working for a long period of time to make it cross-platform. You know what I mean? It's when 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 Fortnite first launched it wasn't cross-platform and then they worked and worked and worked and worked. You don't know how long they worked on that. And Bethesda didn't ex- expect this to happen. I mean, a month ago, Sony was saying it was not going to happen. Like, they came out and made a public statement. And now, um, <laughs> Guy Botsu says in the YouTube chat, he's moved over from uh, Periscope to YouTube. He's saying that Sony exec was the worst PR snafu since Don Madrick Xbox One <laughs> interviews. Oh, my God. I need to mute the microphone. 
Oh my god. Um, yeah, I mean that's true. Like that was a really bad PR moment for Sony, and the whole reason this is happening is because of that PR moment. If he had never given that statement, this without a doubt would not be happening because Sony has been getting so much shit over that statement and about Fortnite, and now they're finally allowing it. And now people are treating it like for, like Sony is you know the prodigal son, like the next coming of Jesus. Like they he, they've repented they repented their sins and now all of a sudden all cross-platform games should just work and anyone who doesn't allow it is is the devil isn't that you ridiculous know, I, think, I think activision came out saying that buy ops uh four or whatever won't have it they have to you know do a bunch of work or something to yeah of course to ensure that and i don't know if they'll even do it for buy ops uh, for maybe maybe the next one of if, course. Uh, you know sony wants it but yeah i don't yeah, I mean, all these games that are people are getting upset about in that crossplay right now, these games have been in development, you know, for how long prior to this crossplay announcement. I mean, it is about time that Sony uncuffed the crossplay, and maybe um, Epic was prepared for it, but these other devs might not have been prepared for it. We don't know what kind of net codes behind it or all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we can't expect miracles overnight on these things. Well, didn't Fortnite have a problem, I think, a few months ago saying that PS4 and Xbox were cross-playing <laughs> for, like, an hour, and then they had to turn it off? Rumor was that it was intentional, so maybe they were the ones to push it and thought of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before, Fortnite has been... A revolution like they're obviously not the innovator and when it comes to battle royale but they've caused the the genre to they've caused not the genre but the industry i should say to change a lot of things and i honestly believe that if fortnite did not exist we would still not get cross-platform even with rocket league even with what what are the minecraft even with warframe even with some of these cross-platform games it's it's just would not happen if it weren't for fortnite it's just, it needed a big push from a huge player that had cross-platform across all these plat- platforms mobile pc xbox switch now playstation it's going to be everybody playing can play on the same servers it's uniting everyone it's a smart it's a smart move for epic to push this it's a smart move for Sony to push this now. And like I said, and like we've suggested, it would not have happened if it wasn't such a giant like Fortnite. Like Fallout 76 would not have changed PlayStation's mind. Like if Fortnite didn't exist and Fallout 76 had cross-platform between Xbox and PC and excluded PlayStation or whatever, and, and Sony excluded Fallout from doing that, right? There's no way Sony would be like, all right, we're he- we hear you. We hear you guys. Let's just let's just do it for Fallout. You know, it just wouldn't have happened. I think it's so. I think it's just so ingen- disingenuous, honestly, by Sony. It's like such a uh, assassin was disconnected. Apparently, what about clowns? Was he disconnected? I can still hear you. Oh, clowns is good. Yeah, try to join us back, assassin. Um. Oh, assassin's back. Okay, good. Good. Um, live, yeah. yay, yay, we're live. Um, but I, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sick of, I'm sick of also seeing, and it's not just because we're primarily Xbox gamers here. It's just that I'm sick of seeing this turning into like, 
let's hate on Microsoft now for what they've done wrong. Like, oh, now that this has been done, Microsoft's going to do it next. Like, Microsoft's going to take away the free-to-play restriction. Uh, they have, have to have gold. Like, obviously, I think they should do that, but it, PlayStation rectifying for their problems shouldn't, like, all of a sudden flip and shit on other people. Like, we shouldn't be shitting on Todd Howard. We shouldn't be shitting on Xbox because of this move. Like, it's not like a platform to just pass the buck. And obviously... You know, it makes those other platforms look a little worse. It makes those games like it makes Fall look a little worse. But it's not like it's not like they're the devil now all of a sudden because PlayStation is has repented and you know gotten a little bit of good press out of this. Like I wouldn't be surprised if, if this if this didn't happen with any other games, honestly. No. But. Um, I don't know if there's anything other. Uh, yeah, they're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna use this beta as an opportunity to conduct thorough testing that ensures cross-platform play is best on PlayStation. Dude, that is such BS. It really, really is, and it's not because I don't like PlayStation. I love PlayStation. Like I use my PlayStation often. Spider-Man is. Close to, if not my game of the year this year, so far, love that game. But, um, you know, this move right here doesn't make me all of a sudden think PlayStation is like, you know, an angel with angel wings and a halo. Like this, this is, this is so not. I don't want to say not genuine again, but it's so like two-faced almost like they wouldn't be doing this if it didn't mean more money you know if it didn't mean they don't care about they don't really care about the gamers and in some and in some regards microsoft doesn't care about the gamers either you know you know microsoft i think cares a little bit more but obviously if they cared about the gamers free-to-play games would not require you to pay a 60 dollars yearly fee like it that's obviously um that's obviously a thing that makes makes them anti-consumer. So it's not like people got to realize these are companies like these aren't your best friend. I, I mean, I know a lot of people personally that work for Microsoft and they're great people. And I know some people personally that work for PlayStation. They're great people or Sony. But at the end of the day, it's corporation. And this news about PlayStation doesn't change my mind about that. I don't know what you guys think, but. I'm just curious if, uh, They'll allow uh, Minecraft to get the uh, whatever update that Switch and we're all friends or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if they'll wonder if they'll get that because I know, like on the Switch, for instance, if you you know chop a piece of wood and you got the 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 achievement, like you actually got gamer score. Like, how would Sony you know do something with that? You know, getting achievements on PlayStation. Right, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I mean, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see if that happens, but I would be, I would be shocked if that happened. And you know what? You it's, know. it's, it's. Minecraft is a game that's owned by Microsoft. It's like technically a first-party production because of that now, or a second-party, whatever you want to categorize it as. Categorize it as, you know. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not really that big of a deal if they don't allow it. You know, there are reasons. But, like, I feel bad for Bethesda. I feel bad for Todd Howard. Now they're going to look like shit 
because they're not allowing it on PlayStation. And that may be because Sony is only allowing Fortnite for greedy reasons. That may be because Fortnite, uh, Sony isn't allowing uh, other third-party titles to do it on their own terms. Maybe there are very strict guidelines. You know, we don't know the full story. And, and one of these devs these days is going to do a tell-all. And we'll talk about this again, you know. Um, but, but right now, we just don't have enough information, I think, judge it completely. But, you know, it, smell, it smells of greed. It still smells of greed. It still smells of, of, of uh, you know, not being genuine. I hate to use that again, but it's just the only way I can really describe it. Well, at least it's uh, stepping in the right direction. No, that's true. I mean, that's true. Oh. And I, oh, good, good. That's just that's just hope when uh, this beta period ends that they don't do something weird to just kind of screw it all up. Right. But but hopefully, games like if Minecraft does come, like I hope we could, you know, come together and have like Halo skins on PlayStation and have like. Last of Us skins on Xbox, like I or you know Switch or you know like Mario stuff on the Xbox and PlayStation. Like I hope like all that just comes together because I think that would just be so cool to you know have these things even though they're on a different system. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I I like I like the move. It's just that I. I can't believe it took something like Fortnite. It took like a huge player like this to change their mind on it. It wasn't. It, that's why I don't well, you, think it's genuine. You got other like like Bethesda who threatened to not put. I think it was that Elder Scrolls mobile game on their platform because of no crossplay. Like they wanted that game to be truly crossplay, and PlayStation wasn't allowing it, so they weren't going to put it on there. Like, right, right. You've got yeah. You you've got you've got companies big time developers like top tier developers top tier publishers essentially threatening you and you still won't budge but fortnite oh here comes here comes fortnite you know to save the day it's just so disingenuous man um ross in the youtube chat we just talked about this but we'll uh reiterate again do you think they will let minecraft be cross-platform i would say no i would say no I think they would have to get rid of the achievements uh, just on PlayStation. Um, then and just make it, you know, still have the trophies, obviously. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's move on from that, get into our last topic of the evening, and that is the PlayStation Classic. So I know this this information was, you know, is quote unquote old at this point in time. We didn't have a podcast last week. Um, our podcast being on Thursdays is a benefit in some cases and a curse in others because news will release earlier and we'll, uh, we'll miss it, you know, when it's really, really hot, when it's like white hot, but, uh, we still want to get into this cause I think this is an important topic now that retro gaming is obviously on the rise. People like myself are buying retro consoles to experience stuff again and, uh, games, ga- uh, stores like GameStop are, taking in you know used copies of old games and they're taking in uh used systems and selling used systems and um retro stores are hugely on the rise and this whole nintendo is the only person capitalizing on thing uh 
has totally changed because now you've got like the Neo Geo Classic that released recently. You've got this Sony PlayStation Classic, which is going to be a hundred dollars, and people are already pre-ordering it like crazy, even though it only has twenty games and doesn't come with a DualShock controller. Um, and you've got the much rumored N64 Classic, which may not have necessarily been a thing to come out this year. Maybe would release, you know, uh, not necessarily after the holidays 100%, but, you know, Nintendo has proven that they can generate interest with these classic consoles whenever they release it, so it didn't necessarily have to come out for holiday. Would that have been egregiously bad? Yeah, probably, because you would lose out on all those holiday sales, but nonetheless, they'd probably sell a ton of them still. But now, um, now you got the PlayStation Classic. That is 100% confirmed. Sony has it on their website. You can pre-order it now. Um, a lot of places have sold out on their pre-orders, uh, but it is, uh, you know, it is with 20 games, and I think it comes with two controllers, actually, as well, and um, some of the games are pretty cool, you know, they got Tekken 3, they've got, um, what else they got, They I think they're going to have, um, was it Metal Gear Solid? No, it might not have been Metal Gear Solid, but... Um, let me see. PlayStation Classic. I think Final Fantasy was one of them. Was Final Fantasy Seven one of them? I, or I ten think. or eight or? Let me see. Yeah, let me one see. one of them. I think Gran Turismo. Was oh, Gran. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it wasn't Gran Turismo. It's Ridge Racer Type Four. Uh, that was okay. a good game. That was a good game. I like that one. Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven's included. What's interesting is that they've only announced five of the games. Five of the twenty. They say more to be announced, and still people are still pre-ordering it like crazy for December third release. It's it's unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Supersonic Stations is hundred bucks. Ouch. Yeah, I mean this is gonna be the going rate for some of the newer classic consoles. You know what I mean? SNES Classic was a little bit more than the NES Classic, and now we're getting into the next generation, and you know the emulation is a little bit harder to do. You know. It, I don't know. I don't know if it's justified. I think $80 would have been a nice sweet spot to release this thing at, but obviously it's going to be 100 And the N64 Classic, you know, if it's 90 I think it's going to sell way more. If it's 80 it's going to sell a ton more. I think Sony's trying to capitalize on this market, but, you know, who knows? Who knows if it's going to do well at that $100 price point? Um, and Supersonic Station says in the YouTube chat again, uh, they're just stocking, stocking stuffers. You know, $100 for a stocking stuffer, that's a pretty expensive stocking stuffer. Like, Yeah, can I come to your house? <laughs> because I would love a $100 something in my stocking. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, you know, the NES Classic, like, like the, I think that was 60 bucks. Yeah, that was, you know, that was, a, you know, a little joke gift, whatever. The SNES Classic, 80 bucks. Yeah, okay. You know, a little more tolerable to take a chance on, but, you know, $100 for a PlayStation Classic, like, that's just a little too much, I think. Well, you have to think about it. It is cheaper to buy the PlayStation 1 Classic than it is to buy 20 original Xbox games. The fact is that you can play them on your Xbox on any, you know, going forward, but you have to have the console to play those PS1 Classics. Right. Right. Um... And also, you got to also consider that um, a lot of PlayStation Classic games are playable on other platforms. I know Clowns is a huge fan of, of the Vita. He's got one. He plays it often. And, um, you know, you can play a lot of PlayStation 1 Classics on that thing. On the PlayStation 2, you can play 
Uh, it's fully backwards compatible. PlayStation 3, uh, certain models of that are essentially fully backwards compatible. Um, actually, all models can play the PlayStation 1. Some can only play... Um, some of the PlayStation 3s can play limited PlayStation 2 games, or none at all, but uh, for PlayStation 1, every model of the PlayStation 3 can play PlayStation 1 games. Backwards compatible. Yeah, so the, the difference between that and the Classic is the Classic looks like the old console. And that's what probably people want. Yeah, but so, is that worth 100 bucks? You know? Well, I mean, it comes with the games, obviously, but like, it, then I don't know. This brings to mind is that their IPs with takedown requests on ROM sites. Sony doesn't go to the same extent. So, someone from being like in their head, oh, let me get a Raspberry Pi Mini with a Sony shell and just mimic the heck out of this thing and on the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look how many, look how many instructions there are, how many three D printed models there are for just for these things with these cases, and how authentic they look. I mean, three D printing is ridiculously accurate now, um, and yeah, r- go Raspberry Pi and just you know get it done. Like it's 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 crazy to me that you know these things are going to be a hundred dollars plus. When, you know, Raspberry Pi is $35, ROM, I mean, I don't know about, like you said, I don't know about, like, ROM availability for these things. Um, but, like, if you own these games and you're playing ROMs legally, quote-unquote, um, you know, PlayStation 1 games are easy to rip. Really easy to rip if you have them. Um, so, it's easy to it's easy to put those on your, your Raspberry Pi on your micro SD card. Um but uh, Graphic God says, as someone who's never owned a PlayStation, what games do you recommend beside the obvious Final Fantasy VII Ridge Racer Crash? Um, if you're a fighting game, like Tekken 3, for sure. There Tekken was. 2. Oh, good. Go ahead, Klaus. South Park kart uh, racing game on PS1 was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was excellent. Um, was, was Spyro on uh, PS1? Spyro, yep. Yeah, all the. Yep, yep. All the Spyro games were good. Um, what was uh, uh, Twisted Metal? All the Twisted Metal games were on the PlayStation One. Good. Um, I have a feeling one of those are going to be on the, the PS One. I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. I think that needs to be. There are some. There's so many iconic PlayStation franchise games that it's like picking twenty is going to be so easy. I feel like people can just predict it because, like, you know, you've got your Metal Gear Solids. You've got your um, Omega Solid One, you know, great game. You know, Silent Hill. You've got you've got a lot of um, a lot of great games. You know, Vigilante Eight. Crazy Geek Dude says, "Yep, a nice uh, nice competitor to Twisted Metal." There. Um, you know, you get a lot of good JRPGs to choose from. Um, obviously, Final Fantasy included. Um, you know, uh, what else? What else? PlayStation 1 had a ton of good fighting games. Um, Metal Slug, a, a, a lot of nice, like, um, shoot-em-ups, like, um, what is it called? Raiden or whatever. <coughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's this a lot of good PlayStation 1 games. The Ridge Racer racing games are really good. Um, they're including Jumping Flash, which is, like, pretty laughable, in my opinion. They're including that, but... That game was good. Um, 
Sassy, you had a PlayStation 1, didn't you? My dad had one, but all I played, I think, was Pyro. Nice. Dude, it would be... <laughs> Dude, they got to include at least one Spyro game, man. Cool yeah, border. The Spyro collection coming out in November or October or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that's true. That's true. Good point. Ross says Cool Borders. Crazy Geek Dude says uh, Driver. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil 2. They've got to include one Resident Evil game on there. Um, I don't know about that one either with the, the remasters out. Yeah, but you know what? People are suckers for like the old controls and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and I, I get that, but like, I mean, they they have your hundred bucks. Why put you know Resident Evil One when they can? I don't know how much Resident Evil One is on the PS4, but where you, they can get extra money for you buying it on there. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um. What else? What else? What else? It'd be cool if they included Tomba. That's a really Tomba is a really um, expensive game that for collectors it's really rare to find these days. There weren't a lot of them made, and um, if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a platformer that is you're like a guy with pink hair. It's like Tarzan with pink hair. It's 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 interesting. I liked it. Um, I'm pissed that I sold my copy when I was younger, but. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of PlayStation 1 games, and I think there's a lot of, like, the SNES Classic lineup was excellent, you know? I think that that deserved a Classic. The N64 deserves a Classic. You know, PlayStation obviously deserves a Classic. But then you're seeing stuff like Neo Geo Classic. That's not going to sell well. Um, like, if they did, like, a GameCube Classic, I don't think that would sell well, you know? Um, I would love a GameCube Classic. Even dude, though I have a GameCube in the basement, I could just took up. I would just love to have a little GameCube. I dream uh, graphic got saying Dreamcast Mini in the chat. I think Dreamcast Classic would do well. Um, but you know this this trend is going to end pretty pretty soon. I think because like you're running out of consoles to do it with, and the price is getting too high. You know, Xbox 360 Mini, in, in, Xbox 360 Classic, right? Yeah. <laughs> they get low charge like 150 bucks for that. I just I just thought of one Siphon Filter. That was a good uh, PlayStation One game. Um, Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was like Mario Kart a little bit. Um, kind of like Diddy Kong Racing. Um, Ross Miller says, "Graphic, I love you. Dreamcast is the best console made. I would agree with that." Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. My Fighter brother Alpha Three. Which one? Street Fighter Alpha Three. Yep. A lot of good fighters. A lot of good fighters on PlayStation. Um, Guilty Gears. Like a lot of good, a lot of good fighters. King of Fighters. And I don't. I don't think we'll see you know sixteen fighters. No, no, no. They're gonna have to pick one. That's the thing. They're gonna have to yeah. pick one or two. So it's gotta be iconic. I mean, I don't know if Street Fighter Alpha Three will be it, but um, that could be it. You know what I mean? Um, but the N64 classic is rumored. I mean, we've gotten some, we've gotten some filings to suggest that that is coming next. And I'll tell you, man, if they undercut the price to the PlayStation classic, I think it's game over for Sony. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who like the PlayStation. Um, but honestly, like 
they, they've already done a couple of things wrong, in my opinion. They don't include a power supply. You have to have your own little plug um, for the power. Um, the controllers are not DualShock. They don't have analog sticks. I think that's a big mistake. Um, I know they're trying to like get more of that retro feel by including the first controllers they released, but there's so many 3D games now on the on the PlayStation that it's like, come on. Um, like the N64 Classic, they're gonna release it with an analog stick. Like they're gonna release like smaller versions or the same versions of the N64 controllers, and people are gonna be familiar with that. Like most people that played a PlayStation played with the DualShocks. You know, I think that was a huge mistake. But anyway, um, if you guys were to buy one, we'll end with this. If you guys were to buy one, it would it be the PlayStation Classic or the N64? N64 all the way. It was my first console I've ever played. Oh, man, this is tough because I have no interest in the PS1 um, Mini Classic or whatever. I still got two PS1s sitting out in the garage. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't know. But... Um, Man, the N64 is one system I passed up during its time. Golden, you know, GoldenEye 007, and I pretty much, you know, traded it back in because I thought it was boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. with friends, but before, only because I didn't really get a lot of time with the system. I didn't really like the blocky, bulky uh, textures, and I thought the 3D platforming was terrible on N64. With that said, though, I would still go back and probably try to play Donkey Kong 64 and Super Mario 64. Those are the shit. I remember those guns in Donkey Kong that shoot out coconuts. Yeah. There's, without a doubt, that those would be included. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of iconic things that Nintendo has. Obviously, one of the best first-party pro- uh, game providers in the history of gaming. Um so I think if they released the N64 Classic, obviously all of us would prefer that. Um, and it was, and if it was like ten dollars cheaper, you know, if it was like ninety bucks, you know, Sony has already let out too many details on this thing. Like they should have kept it hush hush, because you know maybe Nintendo tried to charge a hundred and it was on an even playing field. But I can just totally see Nintendo going ninety, undercutting it by ten bucks. And what are people going to buy? Are they going to buy? The N64 with Super Mario 64, Donkey Kong 64, Mario Kart 64, uh, you know, Conker's Bad Fur Day, maybe. Like, the list goes on. Maybe not, because I was rated M. But, you know, the list goes on and on. Are they going to buy that? Or are they going to buy the PlayStation Classic that has, you know, a fucking jumping flash in Wild Arms? You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to sell as well, because a lot of people that buy these things are parents. And, you know... People may be nostalgic for the PlayStation Classic, but they're going to buy their kids the N64 Classic, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, pretty much everybody in the chat saying they'd buy the N64 over over the PlayStation Classic. Um, it's interesting to see. I mean, I my brother has one pre-ordered. I will check it out. Maybe I'll do a review of it. But, um, yeah, not too interested in it. If I had to buy it myself, I wouldn't. But the N64 Classic, day one. Day one. All right, well, that's it for tonight. I can't believe we did this thing for almost an hour and a half. Thanks a lot, Assassin, for prolonging it yet again with all your... Sorry, I just had a talk. I just had a talk about Forza Horizon 4. I know. I know. That good. Yep. They have talk about it all day. Well, I'm sure we'll revisit it again next week, and I'm sure you'll 
hop back on and maybe stream a bit so you can talk about it even more. Um, But uh, for the meantime, we are done here. Thanks again for joining us this week. If you joined us on Periscope or on YouTube, or if you're joining us afterwards on various platforms, thank you. Um, Just search for Guys of Quarters. You'll find us everywhere except Twitter, which you probably would still find us, but um, our handle on there is 4GWQ Podcast. So until next time, next week, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Oh.